Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug. Did you know that I write kids' books? If you have children, nieces, nephews, I have books that are totally available for free or $10 on Amazon for physical copies. You can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash kidsbooks to get access and learn more about that. Thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Mix of Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Lorenzo Lou. Am I Italian now? You got any family named Lorenzo or anything? Uh, Don't think so. All right, that's your (laughs) new name, Lorenzo. We're just going to go with that. That's That's a pretty, like, old name, I feel like. Anyway, uh, as long as I'm not like, I don't know, Lucius. We've done uh, Lucky Lou. Let's see what We've else. We've done Luscious Lou. Luscious Lou. At which point, Lucius That's like would one make of your sense? personal favorite ones, right? Actually, no. It's uh, Lou, Wielder of Swords, Lord of the Boards. Oh, there you go. That's a classic yeah. one. And, and now, now I'm TikTok famous for Loofs. <laughs> there you go. Loofs. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, yeah, I'm thinking uh, we should. We should come up with like uh, a, a nickname that has to do with today's episode. How about uh, li- let's get let's get your ass into gear, Lou? Liability, Lou. Liability, Lou. I like that one. I mean, because we're all a liability to ourselves without this fundamental basic bits of info. Yeah, there you go. And uh, we want to save your career, and we want to help you build your career. We don't want you to look like. One, we don't want you to look like a loser. Two, yeah. we don't want you to get kicked out. And three, we want you to be able to have the proper etiquette in the studio. So today we are doing a V2 version of studio etiquette and what to expect in a commercial location. We're going to talk about the differences between private studio location etiquette as well as commercial studio location etiquette. And for the purpose of trying to get you a job and get ready for the job. Also, we force our interns to listen to these episodes. And (laughs) so honestly, we're going to be speaking on behalf of our own team as well and try to uh, create a culture at In The Mix Studios, our studios here in Los Angeles. Um, And we're going to continue to make this mandatory listening for all of our new interns. So if you're listening, congrats, you're hired. (laughs) <laughs> yeah what <laughs> everybody that's listening we have an entire podcast listening community that's now officially hired so there you go. email us uh let us know what your schedule is and uh we'll email you i don't know um a puzzle so i think yeah there you go so i think we should talk about a few basic ones first just kind of go through the list and then we're going to talk about some of the more nuanced ones but first um, the biggest one and the biggest no-no is uh, talking too much. Yeah. 
And that, the, I think the even bigger no-no is actually self-promotion, but we're just going to start with talking too damn much. Which usually leads into self-promotion. <laughs> yeah, so there is a time and a place when it, interns are welcome to ask questions and to potentially participate. Um, that is not the default. Yeah, it's the definitely, default is that's shut the up luxury. because you're not. Yeah, yeah the default the is the default is you're not invited. You're not yeah. invited. You're barely allowed to be there. So the, there's no client that ever says, "Oh, by the way, can you just have a, a an intern there to bother us during our session?" Yeah, that ask questions while we're trying to work and um, focus on what we're supposed to be doing here. So and and a lot of the times interns break this rule on good intentions. Yeah, it's usually not out of malintent or any kind of, I guess. Um, willingful ignorance, I guess you could say. Yeah, so this is where, I mean, there's degrees of this too. Like some interns are just ridiculous, but uh, we're, we're keeping it simple here. At the end of the day, um, in a commercial location, regardless of whether or not you know a lot of what's happening, um, it's already a pretty stressful environment. Nobody yeah. knows who you are, so they're kind of uncomfortable with you just sitting around there watching anyway. Um, and then taking the next step to to talk and or even ask questions or even throw in your own input, which is the worst thing, worst that you can do, um, is heavily frowned upon. Could be a firing um, offense to, if you keep doing it. To and, be honest, I mean, think about how artists in general are typically pretty self conscious already. You know, having a new face walk into the room, assuming that they can just outright sit in on the first session and things of that nature is a little intimidating. You know, it's not your comfort zone. And this whole issue really kind of surrounds the idea that, you know, they're there to do their job. They're not in their own home. They don't feel like they're in their own element unless they come there that often. At which point, then, yeah, they might invite you into the room later once they've become more, you know, acclimated to the location and how we work as a studio. But this is, just like DK said, it's not the default at any studio i uh, we know of studios where interns are only allowed to sit in the lobby you know by the front desk and then they can only go into the studio areas if they're asked of something to clean something to take out the trash or something but you know even then some assistant engineers like i remember um you know doing sessions at paramount at record plant and everything not even the assistants are allowed in the studio half the time yeah, it's it is crazy. Some yeah, some studios are extremely strict and don't even allow you into the room. Us at in the mix studios, we try our very best to make sure that we ask every client if if they would be okay with someone joining yeah. the room. But that's under the assumption that you won't be asking questions. You can write them down. We always recommend interns to write down the questions yeah. that they have and ask them at the end because there is going to be an opportunity for you to learn. Yeah. And that being said, when Lou is mixing and mastering, or when I'm when I'm mixing and mastering, or whatever. Uh, and you want to come through and shadow us, then typically questions are allowed and encouraged. But even then, writing all of your questions in the notebook um, and then asking them all when I turn around or when Lou turns around and starts talking is a much better way of doing it because what it does is it allows us a moment to actually focus on the song and actually do what we're we're trying to do. Unless yeah. you can actually uh, see us um, kind of like forget that pressure, kind of focus in. Um, you want us, you want us to focus in, yeah. and that's kind of when we start to do things that I'm sure you'll have questions about. So write down the questions. Let us focus in. Maybe you know at least like 10, 15 minutes, five to fifteen minutes at a time. Let us like kind of focus in. 
Um, and then at the same time, I'm I personally don't hate when people distract me after about twenty minutes or so because it allows it's me a little ear break. Ear break. Yeah. yeah, but the downside is that in a commercial location, that's not really the case. Even though you know engineers typically want an ear break, not the Definitely artist or not, the yeah. producer. You know, so the funny thing is, if you start asking too many questions and it starts getting in the way. Um, the, the one thing I tell everybody, because this is an honest truth and DK, I think you've seen enough now to really see what I meant by this. Like the artists will never tell you to leave. They just won't come back or they'll never hire you again. That's pretty much it. Artists communicate without communication. You know, it's, it's kind of a whole vibe thing that you hear about in LA all the time. Oh, you know, the vibe was off in that location. It was really weird. People were asking a lot of questions. Like I felt like I couldn't get into my groove, this and that, like, and then, like, once we were in the groove and I just wanted to listen back, they started asking questions, was, like, psyching me out. It's like, you know, I've seen where people just sit quietly in a corner or ask to leave just because it's just a weird presence. So asking questions while they're working and distracting, even if you think it's an open opportunity, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. You just have to learn to read the room. But that's usually where talking too much is the issue, because if you're talking too much, you obviously can't read the room. Yeah, this is true. I do feel like... This is really unfortunate, and this is not the case for most sessions, but there are some sessions and some artists, both local and not local, that are the most sensitive bitches I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, my God. And if you say anything that they don't like or anything like that, mm -hmm. it, it'll ruin the entire 12-hour sessions. We've both oh, had yeah. situations where like an artist just left because yeah. they just weren't feeling it or whatever. Oh, yeah, even if you ask the, wrong, the right question the wrong way. It could be that I had a, a really big artist, like I won't name them, but like, I think I had told you about this. Yeah, we talked, we've talked about it. Yeah, before, yeah. I literally just asked uh, for a comparative measure, like, hey, do you want this kind of reverb like this artist or this kind of reverb like this artist? And they walked out and the management called me to let me know I was fired. They didn't tell me the management called me. Yeah. So it's, you got to be really careful with some of this stuff. Um, it can cost you opportunity. At the end of the day, um, I remember like, uh, Leslie Brathway would would tell us stories about crazy stories about people um, and he would emphasize the importance of engineers just needing to keep their cool. Sometimes you're a punching bag. That's part of the job. And uh, just stick around and you'll have opportunities. Most mm -hmm. of the time, these super um, these these sensitive artists these neurotic artists are oftentimes, they don't mean anything by it. Yeah. They just seem really aggressive at the moment. But if you stick in the chair, they'll grow a, a sense of respect for you. So um, it's also like a level of the way people kind of try to push boundaries to see if you're someone that they're, that they're cool with. They'll like push your boundaries to see if you, if you end up hating them. And if you end up hating them, it's like, well, they didn't want you anyway. They, they, you know, they were trying to push your boundaries. So if you yeah. stick around in the chair, if you have the patience to kind of do so, uh, also at the same time, don't, don't like, it's not worth keeping a client for personal, like don't actually so stay like, in the chair if you hate it genuinely. Yeah. If you genuinely want to be there because you're like, this is a great opportunity and I know it. And I, if I work hard and I really push through this, like great opportunities are going to come by. That's great. But also realize that that's not always the situation, which is also just something for your back pocket. You don't pull that card out every opportunity and say, well, it might not lead to anything because I hate to say it. But, you know, recently I picked up a project that I quoted thinking I wasn't going to get it and I got it and I was floored by getting it because I thought I was not necessarily underqualified, but 
of all the people in LA that are significantly more qualified than I am, I ended up landing it. Um, those are rare situations. So are the ability to be in the room. And the last thing you want to do is ruin the opportunity by, you know, treating it as if it's not a good opportunity. You yeah. Know? I think there's a gentle balance here. One, you shouldn't ever, you know, Disregard do things that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should never, you should take care of yourself. A personal mental health is number one, but at the same time, um, you know how to make the one of the this is a quote I forgot I'm gonna butcher the quote but the idea is like the only way that you can ever learn how to get paid more is by being able to take on more shit yeah yeah so no it's, like, it's absolutely true <laughs> I'm shitting bricks every time my pay grade goes up wait hold on I think that's a different phrase no 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Bricks means you're no as in yeah hey, no, yeah, no I'm absolutely. talking about I'm talking about like the more shit you can eat the more no 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 totally but you continue to push yourself. To yeah, see yeah. how far you can actually go. The further you're able to go, I think, I the, think that your saying pay was scale wrong goes up. Not eat, take. Yeah. The more how shit much you can shit? take. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your but, income I mean, is directly correlated to the amount of shit that you can take. Something and like eat that. Slightly. I mean, you gotta yeah, take some tapatio well, guys, with you. This is this is getting anyway, so um <laughs> at the same time, like if you're if I know it's uncomfortable, it's not never comfortable when you're being yelled at by anybody. Anybody. But if you're able to stay patient and not fight back and allow them to kind of do their thing. Um, there's been horror stories of uh, artists where they have to do that every single session. They have to cause drama every single session just to get in the zone to write. Yeah. Um, someone that we all love, a very, very famous person. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Needs uh, drama. She had, to, she had to do that every single session. And yeah. I love her records, and some of her records are the most like heart-wrenching records ever. These Some creatives have to get the point. They have to get in the zone, and sometimes they're the way that people get into the zone is very unorthodox and is not, is not very common. So just, just be aware of all that stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, again, as an intern, um, do not talk, do not participate, do not ask questions. You're, you're not invited to be there. Please you're not remember, expected to be there. This is, this sounds really bad when I say it. Uh, but I, I kind of want to put things into perspective. Like interns are very important to the studio. Yeah. Incredibly important oh, yeah. for the help, for the cleanliness, for the business, um, for personal growth. Being an intern is very, very important. Oh, yeah. Especially as college education value goes down, practical experience value goes up. Yep. And honestly speaking, interning is a really, really great opportunity to have practical experience and mentorships. That being said, interns need to remember their place. And this is something that is... Uh, um, easily forgotten especially among interns that we even we talk to about this like we we say yeah. we tell them all of this and we try to say it kindly so i'm gonna say it not kindly and just extremely directly here interns oftentimes and very quickly very easily forget their place which is basically next the level above scum and <laughs> here's the thing the fact of the matter is we can throw rocks I can throw a rock out the door and probably find someone and it'll hit someone that wants to be an intern at a recording studio. Being an intern at a, working at a recording studio is really cool. It's really fun. It's one of the only places in the industry to get an opportunity to grow your career commercially speaking. Yep. Um, that's not on your own effort, meaning that you don't have to run your own ads. You don't have to build your own business. You can yep. just work under someone else. So it's, it's one of the easiest ways to do so at the same time. People keep forgetting, you know, so this is it like that. This is one of the biggest opportunities. Um, 
I do think that a lot of times people just kind of forget that and they kind of throw their opportunity out by by acting a fool and getting entitled. Far too often these interns get entitled and start acting like they run the place. They uh, We've had to fire an intern uh, over the last six months because they were trying to control other interns yeah. and like play power moves and, and try to um, use superiority to to uh, force the other hand, other hands and the other interns to do things, which is just absolutely crazy to me. And uh, these these things happen. We've had also interns that started acting like they own the place, yeah. and started treating clients like shit. And now, granted, these are mostly on an individual level. This is not like yeah, interns this is not a general thing. It's just that. You know, once you start getting confident, this is the biggest mistake I see happen. And I think you'd agree with this because I bring it up all the time. Comfortability is the number one reason people fuck up. The moment you get comfortable, whether you're really good at your job or whether you really got, you know, to know somebody, your ability to stay comfortable with that person should really revolve around the idea that you continue to push together as a unit versus oh, I can relax on certain factors because that's where everything starts going haywire. And as an intern, that basically means even if you are pushing well and we have been considering you for a position, that doesn't mean that gives you any leverage over anybody else or your position that you're currently in. If you're still an intern, you're still expected to act like an intern. If you're a runner, you're expected to act like a runner. But if you want to be able to move up and you're already comfortable uh, changing the way you act and move in an intern position, why would we give you a higher position? Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily that, you know, people need to remember their place, so to speak, but rather acknowledge where you are and the fact that you still have a lot more to go. Uh, DK and I have remember your place and acknowledge long. where you are. Yeah. Syn synonyms, basically. This is yeah. <laughs> like, um, I've been doing this 13 years and I'm finally in a position where I can either take work or or leave work. It doesn't necessarily extremely affect me one way or the other, not because, oh, I'm cool or, oh, I have credits. No, fuck that. Credits only open the door, but they also won't keep me through that door. I still have to work really hard, which means I have to watch who is around me. If you think about that, um, that means I can't just take anybody into the room with me with certain clients because certain clients expect me to work in a certain fashion. If you want to be one of the people in the room around me when I bring these uh, said types of clients, then you need to be able to be held up to a certain standard. And if you're starting to get comfortable and relaxing those standards, then you won't be invited in that room. So before we get into specifically celebrities, um, which I know you have awesome training that we've done in the studio that you've continued to do. And before we get into that, I want to quickly answer a question. This is from someone live on Instagram that asks, how common are unpaid internships these days? And I want to go over this. And mm. I kind of want to talk about the reality, the harsh reality with this sort of stuff. Um, number one, it is not the goal of any studio to get free labor. Like yeah. free labor is not the goal. It's just the unfortunate thing that we have to do in order to keep things running. So and it's also one, not the most cost effective because it's not time effective. Yeah. Uh, we'd rather pay, studios would rather pay people for their time because when we pay people, we get better results. 
Yeah. And and that's the thing. When we lowball, like, and this is not just for internships and studio. This, this is, is beyond. Life. This is life. If you get the cheap option, if you pay someone for a service and you pay them very little, just expect to be patient with them because they will either be slow or unreliable. And that's just part of it because you're not paying them that much. So we want to get to the point where we pay people. So it, it is not our goal to do free things and keep it free, but it's also unscalable to offer paid positions and expect, like, first off, be able to accept as many interns that wants to come in, um, but as well as expect the amount of help that we need. So it's yeah. it's just it's just one of those things that's unfortunate. There are a lot of paid internship positions, but typically not in music recording studios. There yeah, are paid production. Yeah, in post-production at like Warner Brothers Studios, mm-hmm. maybe um, at some studios, maybe, but even at very big Grammy-winning recording studios where they have big artists, mm-hmm. um, let's say if you want to intern at uh, with Manny Marquin, right? Yeah, at his that's studio, a hard at, list. At La Fabrique, or not La Fabrique, uh, Larrabee, there yeah. it is. At Larrabee, you're going to be working for free for potentially years mm-hmm. before you get into a minimum to a slightly above minimum wage um, assistant position. Now here's the deal. Uh, the reason why it's free is one, you can quit anytime. Mm -hmm. You can quit anytime. And I recommend if it is really hurting you, or if, if you find and value that staying there is not helping you in the long run, we recommend you quit. Yeah. And you force the companies and these corporations, these not corporations, but these businesses to either, uh, level up how much value they give to their internships and to level up their programs or, you know, or you just figure, or you just help yourself either way. Um, yeah. I quitting is not a bad thing. Yeah. Right. So, and it'll kind of, if they needed you, if you built leverage by giving so much value that they now need you, if you quit, then that, they might say, Hey, actually we need you. Can you stay on longer? We'll start paying you now, actually. Right. It's yeah. like quitting your internet service. They'll be like, wait, 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 we'll actually give you a discount if you stay. Yeah. You know, uh, so just to be fair, at the same time, these music studios, which are very popular to have internships in, have all the leverage. They have yeah. the jobs that you want. They have the clout that you want. They have the the gold records and platinum records that you want. They have the Grammy recognition that you want. They have everything you want, including a job that they don't need to give you. Yep. They have it all. And there's honestly nowhere else to get that sort of like that sort of work. Yeah. That sort of credibility. And it has to be given to you. You have to realize that, you know, it's low key has to be given to you. This clout has to be given to you. And the only way that you can earn the respect is uh, to be given that opportunity is by proving your worth. And I will tell you right now, as a studio owner that has been accepting clients or accepting interns of various types for almost a decade. 98% of interns are not as good as one they intend to be or two they think they are. Oh my God, is this okay? Actually, can can I slightly go into that? Because there is there's a big etiquette call on this one that is a first minute in the conversation tell. Um, oh yeah, we can talk about red flags. I've had three that I definitely need to say right out the gate. Well, hold on. Before you say this, I want to emphasize the reason why we're talking about this is because when it comes to interpersonal relationships, how you talk about others, how you talk about yourself, how you interact and keep conversations going is 
one of the most important aspects of the job. Oh, yeah. How you interact with clients. And how how clients are going to perceive that communication level of yours. So honestly, for you to not be a dick is one of the biggest assets that you can have going into the studio. Which is one of the three for me. Uh, So let's talk about this. This is why we're talking about this. Here's some examples of red flags where I'm going to say, we're going to call you out and say, this is a personality flaw that you need to fix even if you don't decide to intern at a studio. Even if you don't think you have it. Yeah. Um, Here's the first thing. It's skill qualifications, but you've qualified yourself for. Um, What I mean by this is this. I'm sure all of us have met somebody who used their equipment as a point of leverage in their skill set. Oh, I own X, Y, Z. Like, I know what I'm doing. I have this at home. I have that at home. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody literally gives a shit in this industry. We all use different gear. Not one uh, pro engineer uses the same setup as the pro other pro engineer. Maybe their assistant uses the same thing and that's their assistant's clout. Maybe, but do not show up to an internship to an interview saying, you know, X, Y, Z because you own X, Y, Z and you use it at home and then walk into the room spewing shit that can be called out. Yeah. Um, you want to know how you don't qualify for the internship at that point? It's the fact that you are not a teachable person. You're you're too prideful. Yeah. You're too prideful. And at that point, you won't move up. Now, we're going to continue this list, but I also want to acknowledge that we're putting risk here, that we're starting to look like two dudes, two young dudes that own studios that just hate on interns. This it's is not, not the that. case. We're tr- The point of this episode, the point of Lou talking to you about this is the point to give you the best opportunity to perform best at the studio. We're not complaining. We're not ranting. We're giving you the tools to self-evaluate, to learn and to grow and blossom your own career. Because honestly, even us, we need solid interns. Like the funny thing is we talk about wanting people, not necessarily that are teachable because we want goo. We don't want things that we can mold into whatever we want. We want you to become who your best version of you can be. But we want to give is, you opportunities. Yeah, we literally we, have to, like, artists come to us and be like, "Hey, we need an engineer for this and I session." I have to call ten people a day trying to find one engineer, and then we like, oftentimes end up calling someone that's not interning at the studio because yeah, because you of know various issues. Yeah, but the funny thing is, like, the the reason this is such a big deal to me is because um, if if you intern for the studio, you probably already know this, but I offer about seven to eight hours a week of free lessons. I charge $100 an hour for a lesson, and yet I give away eight hours roughly um, a week. And only recently did it start getting used by some of the newer interns, yet we've had interns who have been with us for so long that don't actually use this time, which it's okay. If you don't feel like you need the time, that's totally fine. But imagine having somebody who claims to already know XYZ information and is just an unteachable person, it'd be a waste of an hour lesson. It'd be a waste of resources. And I want to give everything that I can possibly give to somebody. Um, But I can't give it to somebody who already believes they're far ahead of everybody else when you can tell that they are definitely not. Yeah, that's tough. That's really tough. Um, So teachability is a big one and it's pretty obvious. And this is typically not um, something that comes from, this is a typically a personality trait. Yeah. It is not people that. In general, it's usually individuals. 
And yeah. the reason why this is a big red flag for us is because if you're unable to accept that you've, you've, because be, becoming an intern is quite a humbling move. You're basically yeah. acknowledging yeah. that I'm, I'm here to learn and I'm here to, I'm acknowledging that there, there's something that I want from this situation, from the studio, the clout or the money or the job or the opportunity. Um, and I'm lowering my, you know, my potential value. Like becoming an intern is a very humbling thing. Yeah. But if you're, if you want to be an intern, but not willing to give up that sense of humility, like you're not willing to become humble or show that you're still here to learn. That's a big personality flaw. And beyond the studio, that's something that people need to fix. Yeah. I couldn't, it's kind of funny. Uh, some people already know this, but I'm definitely into like Pokemon cards and just, Pokemon in general since I was a kid. That's an understatement but, of the decade. Yeah, seriously. Um, considering our earlier conversation of like, I'm going to go buy this card. Um, but, you know, the funny thing is, um, I think I told you, DK, I actually went to my local card shop that's existed for like 30 years in Iraq. Uh -huh. And I told them like, hey, um, you know, I come from the studio world where internships are a thing. I just wanted to know. I want to learn more about this side of the industry and how it works uh, is there any times that i could maybe come in and like help you out for free like i just want to learn how the inventory works how uh change orders go and like how to work with distributors uh this is something i'm definitely interested in i totally understand that you guys probably already have staff but if you ever need an extra hand i'd i'd love to be here you know yeah. and he said yeah and so i've been learning a lot from him and learning about like how the grading system works and all that and the reason this bit of information is important is because I already have a successful career. And I say successful in the sense of like, I can at least pay my bills. That's the number one challenge in music, paying your own bills with music. Yeah. But, you know, if I wanted to do well in other industries, I'm going to approach it the same exact way. You, There's got to be a sense of teachability, a humility behind it. If there isn't, then why would they want you around if you're just going to be a know-it-all? That's true. Yeah, so that's true. And and I want to be clear. What's the number? Another red flag as well. Another one. I would say it. It's not necessarily complaining only, but I guess complaining for the wrong reason. Hmm. Um, for instance, like we understand that nobody wants to do the late nights. We understand that not everybody wants to have a position where their main purpose is to clean and maintain a location. Um, we understand that everybody wants more time in the room when clients are there because that's how they'll learn practicality more. Um, those are honestly, to me, kind of justifiable complaints, but they're not things you voice all the time. If you're just complaining about that all the time, then all we hear you ever do is complain. Um, but if you were to communicate in a way where it's like, hey, I'm kind of wondering if there's an opportunity for this. I feel like I could be a little more effective if this opportunity was there. And if it's something we haven't thought about, then great. But if you just come at it as like, I don't have enough time for this, then it comes off as complaining. I think complaining in the wrong way. Approaching the conversation uh, is a little bit delicate, depending what you're trying to say, right? Like if I said, hey, I want to be around DK more often, but he doesn't really have that many offers uh, or hours, or there's always somebody in front of me. Instead of complaining, saying like, oh, DK never has time for me. Why not come up with a solution and pitch a solution? You know, maybe we do a wait list. Maybe we put, oh, this person's on next. Okay, can you make it during these hours? You know, there's always a solution to any problem. But if all we ever hear you do is complain, that means you're not a problem solver. And the engineer's job is, number one, to be a problem solver. Yeah, this is interesting. Complaining is a big red flag. 
<clears throat> and this is another personality flaw. Typically, no. people that complain, and this is just generalization, so it's not true for everybody here. But these are just generalization. People that complain are typically um, really soft and are unable to do difficult things. Um, people that complain, we don't want, we don't, as a studio, we typically don't bother to give them opportunities because they, if, if they were given the opportunities, um, they're not going to stop complaining and yeah. it never, it never, the more, the fact of the matter is the more opportunities you get, your life does not get more easy. You know, yeah. Yeah. so again, going back to the if quote anything, that I butchered harder. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it. <clears throat> Imagine you working with Ariana Grande. Yeah. Next next week, do yeah. you think that your job gets easier? Hell no. If you're complaining at the easiest level, which is just taking out the trash and vacuuming, yeah. there's no way in hell that you're ever going to be able to endure the flames of working with Ariana Grande. The funny thing is, like, DK, tell me if, if you've experienced this as well. People who are looking for opportunity and are are having a harder time to find this opportunity tend to complain more than those who are actually in the trenches going through it and taking shit all day long and don't seem to complain. Yes. And it's funny because it, it's not to say don't complain. It's to say that some people just know how to look at the situation and say, look, part of this job is very hard to get into and you have to kind of pay your dues through the way. Amen. But nobody is going to hire the person that's not a good hang, which we've talked about before. And it, you have to kind of learn to be the person in the room that can read the room. But if you're in the room just bringing up tension all the time and never seem to be the one, you know, solving the issue or relieving that tension, they're probably not going to ask for you back anyway. So complaining is one of those traits that at an internship level it's not necessarily that it's bad but instead of complaining maybe be a problem solver and pitch solutions there you go um everybody that we've ever promoted i think we can agree has been somebody who's pitched solutions versus communicated complaints um that's machi, a good practical way of looking at things yeah machi is a great example of this actually from uh home studio heroes um he talked about how you know, when he first started his internship, we didn't have necessarily the greatest systems for onboarding and everything for the internship. And he helped uh, alongside with Matt to kind of develop and refine some of the onboarding process. And it's never been easier. Like, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. Hours of onboarding later, like, yeah, it's still onboarding. It's still hours worth of work, but it's significantly smoother and much more clear for every intern that walks through the door. He actually helped the studio by, instead of complaining, communicating solutions. And because of that, we recognize that and offered opportunity to him. Yeah. And, and I think that's, again, like a personality thing as well. Yeah. Um, this is something where as an artist, it's pretty normal to have broken personalities, to be pretty <laughs> neurotic. As yeah. someone that is on the business end of things, as an engineer, even as a producer, um, there is no leeway for neuroticism, there is no leeway for being unable to take shit. Yeah. And that's the facts. There's, you're not the artist. You're not the one that is being paid to be, well, you are being creative. You are being paid to be creative, but it's in, it's in a different. You're being paid to execute creatively speaking versus. Their ideas. Exactly. So you are a service provider at the end of the day. Amen. Yeah, the artist, yeah, so you are a service provider. Please remember that. Um, and this is a big deal. This is something that should be pretty common sense, 
But the reason why we're having to do this episode is again is because even after talking about this and even having done an episode about this before, these things continue to still pop up, not just on our radars, but on other studios as well. You wouldn't believe how many uh, meet and greets uh, me and DK actually go to, whether we in, like uh, intend to look for these meet and greets. We just kind of get invited sometimes. And, you know, a common thing between a lot of like higher studios than ours is that they're having a harder time with uh, finding like qualified engineers and things of that nature. Um, not necessarily because nobody seems to be teaching anybody, but you know, a lot of it is because it's not necessarily easy to find people that you would keep. What's the old saying? Um, you know, the ones you want to keep leave and the ones you want to leave, you can't get rid of, <laughs> you know, no, we, like, I totally, I'm totally confident at our know, studio At our studio. We're not, we, we don't want anybody to leave. Let's be honest. We actually really like our team yeah, yeah, to the yeah. point where we actually make a point to do community events because we want to have fun too. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually, I'm going to say this out loud publicly as well. I really firmly believe we have the best studio internship program I in do California. Too. I do too. I've been through a few of them, and a lot of our interns have been through a few of them. And the one thing I'm really proud to say is that everybody seems to not only enjoy ours, but they progress through ours significantly and me, faster. And now let's do a little segment about uh, if studios, if you're looking at interns or wanting to get interns, and if you're looking having a trouble keeping interns or yeah. keeping help and you need this, this is why. And we're going to kind of do the, the pushback yeah. along with this. This is actually a great way we can kind of end this episode out is talk about this. But first, before we get into this topic... Um, we want to talk about our sponsors, the Mix and Music Podcast. If you're interested in listening to two extra exclusive hidden episodes every single week that are all about technical tips. They're so good. 100% technical. Really how to ones. improve your mixing, your recording, your mastering, your productions, your songwriting. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com slash exclusive. One more time, that's mixingmusicpodcast.com slash exclusive. And for $4 a month or $40 a year, you can get access to the entire library that we've mm -hmm. been doing, plus two new additional exclusive episodes every single week. Oh, yeah. So you get just, you expand the episode count um, significantly by just getting the exclusive episodes and you can binge them all and then you can quit. You know, you can just cancel your subscription. Don't, don't, you didn't hear that from me, but... <laughs> <laughs> But for real, though, uh, there's tons of exclusive content that is actually fantastic and very technical. Braden's honestly a great guy. He actually is very eloquent with what he's saying versus, uh, unfortunately, I'm, I butcher it in comparison to that guy. <laughs> yeah, so, well, he, he's, he's really, he's really good. Yeah. Um, also, uh, real quick, we will also be doing another Mixing Music Podcast get-together hangout at NAM. Oh, that's right. This coming year. Uh Follow the Mixing Music Podcast Instagram page if you haven't already. It is at Mixing, Mixing Music Podcast. We'll make an announcement there. Or join our Discord. If you are planning on going to NAM, or if you haven't bought your tickets, and this is the reason why you want to get some tickets, come meet Lou and I in person. We're going to probably do for like an hour, just like a small little meet and greet, probably by the Antares booth, by the Auto Tune oh, booth, because we love them. Antares, yeah. yeah, we love them a lot. Yeah. Uh, maybe by the Loudon booth. We don't know. No, we'll you, announce we'll it. See if, uh, Location does TV. have a booth? Is this official? Location TBD. Yeah. Um, but we're going to try to do something. If they do have a booth, you'll find me at the Loudon booth. Find us, find us on Instagram or join the Discord. We'll make an announcement. We'll see you at NAM. 
Um, but on that note, let's go back to the studios. Now, here's the thing. If you're a studio or if you're a studio owner or manager or if you're just an engineer that's looking to get some interns, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about something right now. The end of the day, and this is something that's important for anybody that's looking to get an internship or is currently in an internship, at the end of the day, the studio's only leverage is the education that they can give you, the clout that they have, the potential opportunity yeah. that they have. As a studio, if you don't have... Uh, the opportunity to give clout. If you don't have opportunities to give them work yep. or hope of work in the future, if you don't have a reason. So, and by clout, I mean like how, give them credits or a name, yeah. right? So they can find their own work. Yeah. Um, if you don't give them opportunities to learn, if you miss those three boxes, then there's no, that's why nobody is staying. Yeah. And that is why if none of those boxes exist, I would recommend not continuing to intern for that studio. As much as I love when interns come work with us, if I also recommend that everybody kind of applies for that really big studio internship. Yeah. And if they get denied, then come hang out with us. Because yeah. it is much harder work and our our studio is much more fun, um, but there's a lot more opportunity and clout that a bigger studio yeah. can give you than us. Where we compensate is by, we do have opportunity, obviously we have some yeah. opportunity and we do have some clout there or some recognition, notoriety, uh, other synonyms. But most importantly, we focus a lot on free and quality information on the yeah. education side of it. Yeah, we are not YouTube University. We are literally come sit down, meet me during my office hours, literally four hours a day, two days a week. Um, whatever you want to learn, I'm happy to teach. And this is, we're going to use our studio as an example to teach a concept here. But we, uh, so, because I think we do a phenomenal job. This is where we yeah. far exceed other studios. And the reason why we're able to play a game, play the play the hard game in the, in the industry and continue to have awesome clients or awesome interns stick around as well is because of our, you know, our learning experience in the mixed studios. Yeah. One of the things that we always talk about is a safe place for making mistakes. Yep. We don't care um, about you making mistakes. We do if you that's repeat human. mistakes, yeah. but that's fine. As long as you're able to correct, to apologize, to correct, yeah. recognize you're wrong, and to never make that mistake again. I'd rather hire the dude that has made that mistake because mm -hmm. I know he's never going to make it again. Yeah. And uh, that, and, and if he feels personal shame about that mistake, I, I'm never going to give him shame or that person's shame. But mm -hmm. if they feel personal shame and embarrassment, I'm definitely going to hire them again. Yeah. Because they will never allow that happen again. So we are big on this. We also are big on the idea that we know that in the mix studios is not your life. We yeah. know that you have family. We have other things. You have a different job. You, it's part you, of our core pillars. Yeah. Literally, as uh, people that have been hired by us know this through the training, which uh, I always go through the five pillars. And cool. the last pillar of it is family. You know, we also understand that there's stages of burnout. We understand that, you know, sometimes people just need time off. Just communicate what's going on. And we're actually very lenient. We're not a hardcore studio in the sense that where we require you to be here from this time to this time, five days a week. We let our interns choose their own schedule, but because of that, we also hold you up to your own expectation. You set your own schedule. We did not set it for you. Yeah, but that's, true. that's kind of the magic of this place. You know, we will try to give as much opportunity and leeway as we possibly can. We just ask for that sense of kimochi, right? The kimochi, yeah, that feeling, that feeling there. But um, I will also say that, like, we also 
say, we, you don't owe us anything. We don't owe you anything. Stick around for as much as you want. I believe in mutual selfish benefit. So for example, if you feel like there's something that you can gain from being at the studio, then I'm going to do something. I'm going to use you in a way that I feel like I could gain from the studio. The studio yeah. can gain from you. So it's going to be like mutual selfish interest that is going to keep us together. And yeah. I'm going to continue to push that. Um, another thing as well is that I'm going to call out studio owners and other studios and and say that this is where you're probably messing up. As we were talking earlier about interns messing up and I was calling them out and saying, no, your place. There's now I'm calling out studios. studios. That are fucking up. Yeah. I'm now going to call out studios and say, no, your place. Yeah. No, your place studios. If you're, if you need to start, some studios need to start paying position. Like there are some studios that are getting people to engineer and not paying them. They're making money yep. and charging extra for engineering, but they're not paying their engineer because the yep. engineer is an intern. That is wild to me. If you're if you're offering an internship and expecting people to show up on time, on schedule, uh, every time, but literally you're just going to berate them the whole time they're there, just talk shit the whole time, make them feel like shit, and be like, know your employees, blah, blah, blah. Trust me, I've watched it happen. I've experienced it. And I still to this day could never find myself in that same mentality. That's crazy. I don't understand this. Um, why would they stay? Why, honestly speaking, like let's let's put it this way: there, there's Stockholm syndrome, and then there's being a douche. No, no, there's this. Yeah, they're <laughs> there's, guilted there's into a, it. There's a lot of people that just kind of use their position in a way that's like, "Hey, I'm gonna degrade you the whole time." This is why it's important to learn how to be assertive, so you can say, "No, I'm not dealing with this stuff." But yeah. At the same time, like, um, yeah, it's, you said Stockholm syndrome. That's funny, but uh, also like, uh, just people get guilted into doing things and they're so unassertive that they're unable to say their guilt overrides their, their natural. Now, could you imagine act. that this is happening in a studio that once again, if you're not offering opportunity, nor do you really have opportunity to give, why are you treating them this way? Mm -hmm. the, this is the unfortunate truth of some locations. Um, you know, and I say some locations because not all studios are like this. There's so many studios that I've found that are so awesome that, like, I wish I was there, oh, you know? Yeah. But there are, you know, some pretty nightmarish locations that we've kind of heard about. And I've experienced them. I grew up out here in L.A. You know, I wanted to be an intern for certain people and gone in only to, you know, I hate like, I don't want to describe it as a bad experience because it the experience is whatever you make of it. But there are some people who I would not trust around kids, not because of weirdness, just like, yo, if this is how you treat an adult, like, <laughs> like, I can't even imagine how you'd raise your own kid. Like, how do you talk to your own kids? Oh, that's so funny. That yeah. is funny. Oh, man, that was. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm just saying. I'm man, just you've been touching adults really weird. I'm afraid you're going <laughs> to. No, 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 but, no, but for real though, that's true though. Yeah, like, um, there's there's some pretty rough spots that you can enter for. Really at which point, to be honest, if you're in one of those rough spots where it's like, oh no, like nobody cares about you, like you'll one day get a chance, and it's been six months and there is no chance, and all you do is talk shit to them the whole time. Why would they stay? If if your complaint is that you know I can't find a single good intern, you know. Like I said, good people are hard to keep around because they tend to move up and grow very quickly and efficiently. And if they've outgrown the situation that you offer, then, yeah, they're going to move on. But if you're the situation that you offer is just not quality, 
Yeah. Whether it's small quality or large quality, it's it's just people will go to where they feel respected and welcomed. If they're not respected or welcomed there, then unfortunately, I'm I'm sorry, why would they stay? So I will say, though, that the situations that are especially bad are studios that don't have any of the three boxes that we talked about. Yeah. And then they still try to, quite frankly, um, manipulate interns to doing their bidding. And yeah. it's now just like their fake amount of clout, the yeah. fake opportunity. They say like, well, if you stick around for like one more week, then we'll probably put you in this session with this. You know, it's you got to be real with yourself. These big studios, um, sometimes it's worth stick again. Sometimes it's worth sticking around even through all the BS yeah, of not getting paid shit. because it's a freaking big studio where Post Malone goes in all the time. You know, yeah. Like if you had Beyonce walking through your door every day, then yeah, you're gonna be especially nitpicky about the interns because like, yo, I don't want to lose this client over free labor. So yeah, we're talking mostly about like it's it. You don't have to stay. You should find another internship if the studio that you have doesn't have any sort of that respect, that clout, that or. That um, opportunity for growth, yeah, and you still stick around. Um, that's that's something that you should reevaluate, reevaluate, and see if that's worth it for you. That being said, again, I'm calling out all studio owners here, especially if you are a big studio and doing this. Interns, dude, like again, people need to remember that it, they're not just scum that you throw underneath the rug or underneath the couch. You don't yeah. just sweep them under the rug. The best way to have quality, to build quality interns, to find quality interns and to build a business, to hire employees that you make money off of later, you need to have successful programs that are catered for that. Often these yep. big companies outside of the music industry have entire salaried positions for intern management. Yep. And they, all they do is to make sure the interns have a great experience because the interns is a great way to, it's like a really long interview. Can you if, imagine if a like great, a tech I'd, company that didn't have an internship? Well, yeah. Well, entry level stuff. But that being said, yeah. I mean, think about this though. If, but this is how like every a lot of people get hired is through internship, yeah. which is typically paid if it's a paid internship, minimum wage or something like that. Very, very little money. But it's and then it turns into a salaried position after they graduate college or something like that. But anyway, um, if you with in the music studio world, what we do is it's basically a really long job interview. Mm -hmm. If you perform really well with your studio if you perform really well as an intern yeah then we know for a fact that we have the confidence to now allow you to step into sessions to take over and gain some responsibility i do not know in fact i cannot think of and we've tried to do this actively a few times and even on the spot right now i cannot actively think of a better more practical way to qualify interns to see if they can do paid positions because resumes don't do it in this industry. They really don't. Resumes do not tell you how you interact with people. Resumes do not tell you your EQ intelligence. Yeah. They do not re they do not tell you if you are a complaining person. I have to see work and yeah. pragmatically, we're talking practically in the music industry, this is one of the only ways. This is your resume is your work ethic. So, yep. think about it like that and I think this is a great way to end the episode here because we can keep going on. We're in a rant. We're going to keep ranting. 
Um, and we really, really hope that as you listen to this episode, you felt inspired. If you're already working at an intern at an inter, at a studio right now, that you feel inspired to work harder, figure out ways that you can build leverage by by giving more value. Right? If if you if this you're is, the problem solver, we want to keep you, dude. And if you the best thing that you can do as like a lowly intern is to do such a damn good job yeah. that the idea of you leaving is damaging to the company. Is that's the best that's the yeah. one the only way you can build like, leverage from that position. This so. is why I'm always telling people that people that are problem solvers tend to do better because if the problem is like in my case, I need more engineers. If you were to prove and do the mock tests and do everything and you can show me that you can engineer. I'll give you opportunity all day long. You just solved one of my problems. Thank you. If, uh, if we have a studio and, um, you know, we're looking for ways to actually get more clients and you say, Hey, I have an idea for, you know, marketing and posting around this kind of place. The studio is not going to get, want to get rid of you. Just, you just help them make more money. They will give you money to keep getting them money. This is why like commissions and all that kind of stuff exists in different businesses. And even in our studio, you know, we tell our staff like, hey, if you bring in a new client that we haven't worked in before and we'll give you a commission, you know, that's kind of the funny thing. A problem solver is the one that we always want to keep as you progress, you know, stay in touch with the people that you want to be working with, you know. And this is this is actually goes into just music industry in general. Um, this is unfortunately the culture due to the lack of. There's not as much money in the music industry as the film industry or as the tech industry, right? Mm -hmm. So not saying that you can't make money. I'm not trying to discourage people from trying to make money, um, but I'm trying to explain why this culture exists and why it's probably going to continue existing no matter how bad and unfortunate it is, is the idea of if you are a new artist and you're trying to get signed by a label, mm -hmm. the label has all of the leverage. Yeah. You're going to have to sign a bad deal where you keep none of the money, you keep none of it, whatever, very little of it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to sign a bad deal and still outperform everyone's expectations in order to build the leverage to sign a better deal the second time. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate truth. So people that are finding lawyers uh, not willing to be screwed over on the first contract, the fact of the matter is, and we've talked about this because we have an artist program at the studio, if you hold where we basically record people's music for free, mm -hmm. and um, it, here's the deal. If you, there's any struggle to communicate with you, if there's any struggle working with you, or if we even get the inkling that you just don't like working with us, that's then we're totally just gonna, cool. That's cool. We're going to scrap you and move on to the next person. Yeah. And a lot of times the situation is No hard is feelings. Set. No hard feelings. Yeah. And the only hard feelings is is from the artist because they, they feel like they were ditched and not taken care of. No, we don't care about you because unfortunately talent is extremely abundant or fortunately a talent is extremely abundant. But and I talent can is find the someone only in this live stream. I can find a listener from this podcast that is significantly more talented than you that is willing to work significantly harder than you are. I hate so, to say, but re-shout out to Machi and Ian, 12 Feet Tall, who do who did uh, start off as people that listen to the podcast, moved to California, interned for us. Their music's fucking amazing. Their music's great. Literally, exactly what you said is true. And I bet you there's tons of listeners on this podcast that make significantly better music than some of the people we've considered. But if... If everybody Talent is willing is too to abundant. see, yeah, Talent if everybody abundant. can see eye to eye, everything moves smoother. So unfortunately, the fact of the industry is 
um, sometimes the way to build leverage is to be taken advantage of. And it's really, really unfortunate. And obviously we're not talking about situations of abuse and power control and, and anything shit. sexual, right? Yeah. Obviously. But we are talking about if you really don't like cleaning the toilets, sometimes you have to clean that toilet and you have to do a fucking good job cleaning that toilet oh, yeah. in order to get the next job. Putting the sodas away, make sure all the labels are facing forward. Presentability is a thing. Yeah, going that that extra five to ten percent is is a huge shows your character, and especially if you can do it over the course of a year. Oh yeah. Uh, hopefully, it won't take that long. But the point is, if you have the mentality where you're not, because a lot of people, this is another problem too. A lot of people are able to hyper focus, and for three weeks, they're the best intern you've ever met. And then, but then suddenly, they drop off the face of the earth. Yeah. And um, and it's that's also not the type of person that we want. We want someone that is sustainable, someone that stays focused wa- longer. I, instead of someone having the best intern for three weeks, we'd rather have a slightly lesser intern that stays for a year. Yeah, and the funny consistent. thing is, like, we see this all the time where um, we have, um, like you said, very successful starts, and then they kind of, like, have this downward trajectory because they're trying to put in the same amount of time and effort and everything. And, you know, the funny thing is, like, I understand. At the start, you're excited, you're motivated, you're moving. Then you start slowing down because maybe you're a little tired, you're burning out maybe a tiny bit, whatever. That also just means that instead of being here all the time and doing uh, lesser quality work, you could also spend less time and maintain the same quality. You know, there's ways to calibrate, but without communication, um, we don't know how to help you. Uh, you know, if if you feel like there's uh, one way that it can be done better, then great, you know, but that's kind of the thing like these are the tall tale signs of like a good intern and somebody we want to high uh hire you know in the future like we want to see hey um if you're burning out if uh you feel like you're being overworked or something let us know you got to communicate but if you don't know and just drop off the face of the earth you never know if we could have modified and created better opportunity that's true yeah and it's really difficult because um Honestly, yeah, you just got to think about all this stuff. And we're going to end this episode here. Thank you so much for watching. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.